and welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we dig in deep to analyze the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. I'm Andy Nelson from thenextreel.com. And I'm Pete Wright, also from The Next Reel. This is Minute 125 of Iron Man. We're looking at John Favreau's 2008 film. And back with us, Tommy Handsome from The Next Reel and the What's That Smell podcast. Home stretch, you guys. You guys are what's this one and then one more, right? How are you guys feeling? This is our last minute of credits. And then, yeah, we have a post-credit sequence. And that's it. Very exciting. It's a pleasure to be here. It's an honor, some would say. Some would say. (laughs) Some would say. (laughs) Well, we're looking at minute 125 of Iron Man on today's show. The minute starts with the credit for Cafe FX's additional visual effects, and it ends with the logos for Dolby Digital, DTS, and SDDS rising into prominence. Yeah, this is, uh, we're kind of finishing up kind of our visual effects and jumping into that we have the sound, we have the music, we have all of the the songs, special thanks, and uh, then kind of into those last little bits and pieces. I did not find much in the way of Tom's Pizza or Andy's, but I did find additional electric guitar, Tom Morello. That's me, guys. Yes, that's That's my guitar name. Tom Morello, Tommy M. <laughs> yep, those are some sweet licks, and I hope everyone enjoyed them. <laughs> oh, you did good. Thank you. Since we've been looking at all of these, I figured, you know what? I'm going to go through all the credits for the film, and I'm going to see which names are the most popular. First off, let's look at the Andy, Pete's, and Tom's. Um, the variations of Andy I looked at are Andre, Andrew, and Andy. There were a total of 12 credits for me. This um, is it. Not, You're talking about not just this minute now. Not just this minute. No, I figured, hey, let's look at all the minutes, all the credits. <laughs> wow. Total of 12. Total of 12. Pete, I just got I at, so overwhelmed just thinking of yeah. what. Okay. I yeah. got oh, yeah. so turned on. <laughs> That's why I'm doing it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for Pedro, Pete, and Peter, there are 13, <laughs> so you one-upped me on that okay. one. Oh. So you are now uh, leading the charge. And last but not least, we have Thomas, Tom, or Tommy, and a grand total of 25. What? 25 credits. I so, am Marvel. <laughs> I probably should have said I am Iron Man. It was sitting right there. Oh, well. It was so close, man. So yeah. close. Yeah, yeah. Um, just to kind of go through some other popular names in the credits, we have um, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, I figured, let's see what the Roberts are. We've got Bob, Bobby, Robert, 29. A count of 29 for those. Well, that's just nepotism. Yeah. That is. Um, if you look at uh, Tony, Tony Stark, we've got uh, Anthony, Antonio, and of course, Tony. And um, I don't know why I didn't add these up. Uh, let's see, we've got 15. Tonys, and then we have 14 Anthonys and two Antonios. So we've got uh, 31. Mm. So uh, so they're they're beating out the the Bob Bobby Roberts. Gwyneths, we have one. One <laughs> Gwyneth. Uh, yeah. I, my guess is one Gwyneth and one Avi. <laughs> one one Avi. That's a condition of employment kind of a, a standard we're yeah, setting. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. I figured let's just see if there were any peppers. And lo and behold, there were no peppers. No peppers. <laughs> no peppers. Lo and behold, that was a great reveal, Andy. For you know, <laughs> lo and behold, it's exactly how you thought it would be. <laughs> exactly. Uh, same thing with Happy. There were unfortunately actually no Happies. Not even a nickname for Happy. I was hoping oh. we'd have a nickname. I know, but there was a Mona Lisa. 
<laughs> there was True. a Mona Lisa. But you look at John, uh, for John Favreau, we have John with an H, John without an H, Johnny, Jonathan, and Juan. There are 47. Juan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Hey, it, it's in there. It counts. Yeah. So uh, then we have Dave, Dave, David, and Davey has 46. So that's way up there too. The the one that leads the charge though, uh, can you guys guess what name of all possible names in the credits would be the one that is most common? Genghis. I'm going to say Marvin, Marv, or Marvel. <laughs> what is it more more people clearly did not change their name to marvel because there were none oh. in the credits okay. uh the the name that has the most is mike michael uh miguel has uh 58 60 78 79 whoa wow yeah a grand total of 79 very very popular everyone name. always says the mics run hollywood we've got the we've got the credits to prove it you want to break in kids change your name early (laughs) Uh, if you guys had to guess how many people were on the uh on the film how many uh, individuals worked on iron man what would your guess be including gaffers (laughs) yes yes no don't don't count the gaffers um (laughs) i'm going to say 443 Pete? I think that is extraordinarily low, and I'm going to I'm going to up that to fifteen hundred. What? Oh, right, there were seventy nine mics. <laughs> I even, I'm not even listening to the podcast I'm on right now. <laughs> well, I already gave I already gave my thing. So go ahead. You're a lot closer. There were over seventeen hundred people. And I just wanted Pete. I know that was great. You could not have written that better. I base, I, there, there's a, like an old trick in Hollywood. You base, it's a ratio of table ladies <laughs> to everyone else. <laughs> and we already went over, there's only three table ladies. So I just, I went by that. So, all right. I think they, I think the average is uh, 500 people per table lady. Yeah, table that's lady. it. It's 550 uh, table ladies per, or people per table lady. Yeah. yeah. They it. need to get another table lady once they hit 2000. BPTL. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. How many different uh, abbreviations do you think we have for names? How many different abbreviations? Yeah, like an AJ. I'll give you a hint, like AJ. Am I applying for a job at like Google right now? Yes, you are. <laughs> we <laughs> are? Or just <laughs> <laughs> uh, You're already hired. Oh, boy. I think, oh, for crying out loud. Put me in charge of keyboards. <laughs> 150. Interesting. I think there are 150 different variations of two letters that are people's names in this. No, I thought it was just names with abbreviations in them. He already said 150. No, 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 not not names with abbreviations. How many <laughs> different abbreviations are there? Like AJ, that counts as one name abbreviation. Okay, all right. Then I'm going to say, so AJ is one. Mm-hmm. JR is two. I don't know okay. if there's a JR. I Keep hope going. so. There is. There is a J- an AJ. There is a JR. HW is three. HW. <laughs> yes, you got it. RR is redundant. Yeah. Uh, L is is four. I'm going to say 60. What? There, well, uh, and these are not single letters. These are just, <laughs> these are double letter abbreviations. Yes. Okay. I'm going to say, oh, okay. I'm going to say eight. There are nine. Very Woo! close. Wow. They yeah. are AJ. E-M, H-W, J-C, J-J, J-R, Y-C, O-D, and R-J. Wow. 
OD. That is not a metric I ever would have imagined talking about on a movie podcast. I'm, I am. That makes one of us because I I knew (laughs) the whole time we've been talking about 125. I'm like, oh, just give me in that sweet, sweet. This is it. Yeah. This is it. This is it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. In honor of Robert Downey Jr., how many juniors do you think we have? Oh, Hmm. four. Nope. Three. I like that. It sounds like I'm doing something precise. Four. Scratch that. Three. I'm going to say three. Blue. No yellow. I'm going to say yep. 20. There are 12. Ooh. Uh, okay. We there have Alex Tropic Jr., David R. Valdez Jr., George Stewart Jr., Kevin LaRosa Jr., Marvin J. Williams Jr., Michael T. Hester Jr., Michael Posert Jr., Robert Downey Jr., Salvador Ruiz Jr., Thomas Rosales Jr., Tony Rivetti Jr., and Vince Dedrick Jr. Across Hollywood, people are waking up out of a dead sleep, being like, what? I just want to say that not enough families are clearly working on this film. Oh, we need more of a legacy. I should say we do have some seniors and some thirds, Pete. Oh, so. well, that's where I got 20. That's I misunderstood. Got 20. So for seniors, we have two seniors. And for the thirds, we, well, Tommy, you are a third. I am Tommy, a third. Tommy Metz the third. <laughs> I really am. Thomas Wesley Metz the third is my full name. How many thirds do you think we have on this film, Tommy? Thirds are pretty rare. So I'm going to say... If we have 12 juniors. Yeah, I'm going to say four. Nope, scratch that. Three. Two. There were four. You should have stuck with your, your original uh, answer. You didn't let me finish. <laughs> I said four, scratch that. Three. Let me redo my math. Four. But that's okay. I'll give myself the, the points. The first one is our HW, HW Ryan, the third. Then we have <laughs> Joe Bucaro, the third. We have Thomas E. Pelton, the third. And we have William J. Law, the third. There you go, third heads. Look at that. Yep. <laughs> third heads. What, are you going to come with me? Like, how many squares do we have? I don't get it. Because <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. Name math. I, I got confused. Oh, I get it. Okay, go ahead. You don't need to get it. Good, because I still don't. <laughs> this will be it's there. <laughs> Yeah. It's there. Uh, Pete, you, well, both of you guys were talking about some of our nicknames. Pete, you had some favorites in the film, like The Wall, which I know you're, how is that going for you, by the way? Have you been able to adapt to that into your life? Are you getting people to start calling you The oh, Wall? Oh, Andy, no, I've moved on. Today, we're working on The Rocket. Pete, oh. the rocket, right. <laughs> the rocket. Uh-huh. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I don't yeah. want to know why that's your new nickname, but... Uh, I'd uh, like to say there's a story. There's not. This is just me <laughs> trying to retcon my life. And, um, you know, I want to be known as a rocket. Did I tell you guys about my new nickname? Please do. No. The the rocket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming right at you, Pete. <laughs> It's a one-to-one fight for the rocket. <laughs> well, I'll tell you both. The the key with nicknames, you got to use it all the time. You can't change it every day. So uh, the wall, the rocket, you're just going to confuse people. How do you know when it sticks, Andy? I mean, you know. When a stranger walks up to you, hey, rocket. Hey, ro- hey the rocket, Andy. Hey, the rocket. The ro- <laughs> it's the rocket to you, kid. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mister. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. How many nicknames do you think we had in this film? 
Of 1,700 some people. 1,700. I'm going to say, I think I've been overblowing my guesses. And by the nicknames, you mean it's in quotes. It's in quotes. It's in quotes, yeah. Okay. I'm going to say 23. Scratch that, 22. 23. Oh! Opposite price is right. Okay, so so you are now 22. Pete, you're at 23. Yes. If this is price is right, you're both wrong, but man, you close. It's 21. Uh, I did it! uh, 21. 21. Wow, we were both alarmingly close, though. Alarmingly close. Yeah, we were getting that neither of us. It. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> the, the, the first nickname, let me just read through these nicknames and we can vote on our favorites. The first nickname is Mike, which doesn't sound like much of a nickname until you look at the person's name and you go, oh, he doesn't actually have Mike in his name. His name is Alex Porter. <laughs> but, he, but he goes by it's Mike. It's Alex Mike Porter? <laughs> it is. It is. Scratch that. My new nickname is The Mike. <laughs> the Mike. And and you might think because I'm a podcaster, I might spell that M-I-C. That's not correct. It's M-I-K-E, like the name. <laughs> this is great. Real quick, did I good. tell you guys about my new uh, nickname? <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess. Is it The Mike? Oh, no, it's The Rocket. That's weird. <laughs> did I already bring that up? Okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Sparky. That's uh, a good nickname. I like it. Um, and let me see if Sparky, I should have checked this. Sparky is uh, a, a puppeteer. I would have thought Sparky oh, was, was in the was electric department. Yeah. Yes. If he yes. was a gaffer, that'd be a sweet spot. But no, he's a puppeteer. Next up, we have Lee. <laughs> in Like in quotes. In quotes. Okay. Danny Andres. His nickname Danny is Lee. Lee Andres. Okay. Danny Lee Weird. Andres. Next up, we have Geronimo. There you go. I remember Geronimo right. from the first minute. Yeah, that's uh, do right. you mem- remember back when we recorded the first minute, guys? <laughs> so long uh, of ago. This, of this five. But, oh, I, I don't even remember. Like, I have a big gray beard. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have Hap. Okay, Hap. that's then good. We have, Hap. Then we have Pat. Then we have Ro. Then we have Cat. Then we have Web. Wiz. Wiz. Re. Re. Fish. Fish. Scotty. Scotty. Rocco. Rocco. The Wall. Yep. This is a this is an interesting one. Sour Chords. <laughs> oh. Is that a gaffer? No, he's Sour in charge chords. of music, I would think. <laughs> and he was immediately Sour. fired. <laughs> Sour Chords is a PA. Pedro Chavez. Pedro Sour Chords Chavez. Oh, Sour Chords. PAs do do a lot of chord wrangling. That's interesting. No, it's sour chords like music. C-H-O-R-D-S. Oh, it is C-H-O-R-D-S. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so just replay my amazing music joke I made a couple seconds ago. <laughs> right. And interestingly, it's written as one word. Sour chords. Okay. Well, wow. he's just trying uh, to too just hard. A made up word. And then yeah. we have Oso, Mick, Ace, Scooby, and Newt. Oh, my first dog was named Oso. Yeah. My sister's cat is named Oso. Wait a minute. It's a good name. I've never <laughs> seen your sister's cat and my first dog in the same room at the same time. Whoa. Were they double dipping? Right. <laughs> they. I mess up the joke already by calling them they. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Do you guys have a favorite? God, I don't know. I'm really struggling to just hear you read out all those nicknames. I feel like I'm in the closing credits of like a Chris Farley movie, you know? Like there is, there's something to that. Oh, so? You were there. I just, uh, it's good. It's too good. 
I'm going with sour chords because that sounds like a PA that was trying too hard to get everyone to call him sour chords. <laughs> hey, uh, call me sour yeah, chords. Pete, can you uh, bring me that thing? What? Oh, okay, sour chords. No, no, no. There's no bring... He doesn't even answer unless you call him sour oh, chords. Oh, right. Sour Why chords. Can you bring me that apple box? <laughs> <laughs> right. Why isn't Pete bringing me the apple box? Yeah. He's not talking to anybody who doesn't address him as sour chords. <laughs> oh, okay. He's fired. Yeah. Oh, okay. We have no use for it. sour chords. <laughs> yeah, sour chords. I have to go with. It's just I don't even know what to say about that one. But it's. Uh, I love it. Such a strange one. Um, last little bit of trivia. Um, we. I know I confused you with the name abbreviations with the double letter abbreviations. How about single letters where they they have a first or middle or last name that they abbreviate? How many people do you think have a single letter abbreviation in their name? Tom? I'll give you an example. Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, out of 1,700 people? Yeah. Well, it's tough also in Hollywood because one of the reasons that people often include their middle initial is because there's already one of them in right. the business and you're not allowed to do that. Right. Um, so I'm going to say it's higher than normal. I will say... 170? 49. Pete takes the cake on this one. It was 192. Woo! Nice. A lot more than I I, I wouldn't have guessed that it's more than 10%, but uh, there you go. And straight to the showcase showdown. That's right. (laughs) Um, Just speaking of Samuel L. Jackson, um, how many do you think have a middle name abbreviated as an L of those 192? So specific. Six. Seven. I was thinking I was going to say 17, but I'm just going to say seven. It is, you, you win, according to the prices, Right Rules. It is 14. Boom. Wow. Wow. So that is middle L's. I don't know why I'm surprised at this fact at all, but that surprises <laughs> me. I you should not have any emotion about it at all. And yet I am surprised, moved to surprise. <laughs> I, have so many t- I have too much emotion. I don't believe it. <laughs> I, demand a, I demand a recount. <laughs> you won. Oh, keep on keeping up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In this minute, we also have our end titles, Scarlet Letters. There is another name that you likely have seen in credits a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, They have, can you guys guess how many credits they have uh, done uh, or been involved in in films? And, And this is having started in 1991. Wow. I actually know the answer. Pete, do you want to go first? Having started in 1991, I mean, mm-hmm. like this is what they do, right? Like, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do the lettering of of uh, titles and films. Yeah, so I'm a lot. I'm gonna say, uh, do we hit uh, 700? Is that way Ooh. too high? I feel like I, that's extraordinary. I Maybe it's higher. High. Maybe it's 3,000. No, what? 700. 700. I'm sticking with 700. How many is it? 446. 446. I don't know where you're getting that number, but it's beautifully specific. Thank you. Uh, IMDb, they are credited starting with Cape Fear in 1991. And uh, oh, they've starting with Cape Fear. Well, hold on. Yeah, I'm, sti- I'm sticking. I'm sticking with my, my guess. They have uh, they have, according to IMDb, been involved in 733 titles. Pete, wait, what did Pete say? Didn't he say 700 something? Wow, I did. I said 700. Pete. And then I said 3,000. And then I said, scratch that. I'm going to stick with 700. 
and I'm feeling pretty good about that. Let me just be very clear. There is no reason I should know that. So no, you should play the lottery. You're you're gonna you're gonna lose because the lottery is unwinnable. But if you're looking for something to do and you hate dollar bills, wow, that's a lot. What is your favorite film? Of all of the films that Scarlet Letters has done, Andy, what is your favorite? Well, first, let's list each one. Yeah, we're going to go through all 733, <laughs> minute by minute, actually. Yeah. But just the credits. Yep. <laughs> uh, okay, this is, now I wanted to bring this up, um, jumping into music for a few minutes. Hans Zimmer was executive music producer, and that's largely because uh, Ramin Jawadi is part of his his uh, remote control uh, kind of his team. And so Hans Zimmer ended up getting credited ex- as executive mu- music producer. Um, as I believe we talked about at some point in all of these minutes, Ramin Jawadi didn't have a ton of time to write this score. So he actually called on Hans Zimmer to help. And that's why Lord of Balth, Otley Orverson, uh, Bobby Tahori, Clay Duncan, and Ryland Allison all came on to do additional music and arrangements. Lord Balth and Otley Orverson are two names that are, uh, are very um, much in film as far as scoring now all coming from remote control say what you will about remote control and what Hans Zimmer has been doing to the music industry they do crank out a lot of musicians who some of them do some great stuff some of them do terrible stuff but uh, and and this film is a mix I think there's some interesting stuff I think some of it um, gets a little repetitive and dull but I, I will say like you brought up um, in the first minute we were talking Tommy the music that uh, that Ramin Jawadi does here that guitar kind of driving rock element of it brings a lot to this story it makes it feel young and new it's less of i mean because like even back in the films like the original batmans by tim burton they had prince do stuff but then all the score was very this is a superhero this is a superhero this made it feel young and fresh and kind of vital i was a really big fan of it yeah it's it i mean it's not the most um invigorating themes, but I think that they do work well to sell the character. And uh, yeah. Now I did want to talk about songs for a moment um, because we do have the songs that pop up in this particular minute. And I wanted to bring them up because uh, some of them are a little, um, a little confusing. Uh, Some are obvious, like, uh, like some of the songs that we have discussed uh, a number of times on the show whether it's uh, the um, uh, Back in Black at the beginning with ACDC or Iron Man from Black Sabbath. A lot of the score at times sounded like Iron Man to me, especially towards the once he was in his real suit and doing stuff. It was very close to that dun, 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 dun kind of feeling, which I didn't mind. Yeah. No, I think it, it lends a nice feel to it. Um, we had Damn Kid. That's the music that DJ Bobarobo did that was playing during the award sequence. We have Institutionalized by Suicidal Tendencies that's playing in Tony's basement uh, when we first see him. We, of course, have the Iron Man theme from the animated series that Jack Urbant did that uh, pops up from time to time. We've got uh, the Concerto in Do Maggiore per Pianoforte at Orchestra Larghetto by Salieri that, um, that Jeff Bridges is playing on the piano. Um, oh. Although it's actually Ramin Jawadi who's playing it. And then we have Ghostface Killa's Slept on Tony uh, with Dirt. That song is playing in the airplane when they're flying to Afghanistan for the first time. And then, of course, as you brought up, Iron Man by Black Sabbath. Yeah. did I just want to say, did I tell you guys about my new nickname? <laughs> uh, please. DJ Bobo Robo. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's that's one that will stick. Yeah, I guarantee that's it. the one. But I did want to point out there are three tracks that are credited in here that I don't recall hearing specifically. It's Cool Cats by Chucho Merchan, Groovetronic by Terry Divine King, and Licorice by Emmanuel Callens and Steve Skinner. Now I was looking. Do you um, know those songs? I I don't. And what so I was looking at them for quite a while trying to dig them up. And what I realized is that Emmanuel Callens and C- Steve Skinner, they write songs that are essentially library music. And yeah. I listened, I did find Terry Divine King's Groovetronic which totally sounds like library music. And a Cool Cats by Chucho Merchan. The interesting thing about Chucho is that he is like a real person like Chucho like, if you look up the work that he has done, he's a Colombian musician who was like, uh, he was a, a session player who performed with the Eurythmics, the Pretenders, Thomas Dolby, George Harrison, Pete Townsend, Dave, David Gilmore, Brian Adams, uh, just everything but the girl. Very, very uh, big kind of uh, uh, bass guitar player and um, has released some of his own albums. But I couldn't find this track anywhere. So I'm like, is he also writing library music? And so that's what I'm wondering, if these are actually some library tracks that do pop up in the film somewhere. Mm. Maybe just, yeah, just in the back of like a party or a, yeah, like whenever there's, in every movie, whenever you're at a bar or anything indoors, there's just always sort of music playing. Yeah, and... And I think that's, that's I think, one of the struggles with Ramin Jawadi's work sometimes is there are plenty of times where it just feels like kind of forgettable music that just is filler. Yeah. And it makes it hard to pinpoint when you're specifically listening to it to go, is that his music or is that just a library track? And I think I've probably heard these library tracks, but just go, oh, it's just something that Ramin Jawadi did just to fill this moment. Sure. Hmm. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry I got sidetracked. List trying to find Groovetronic. I looked up the word Chucho. And I found it in Terry Divine King in Spotify. It doesn't sound like anything in the movie. I found him in iTunes. I, I think I found Groovetronic in iTunes. Yeah, it's there. Yeah. On the cool edge too. It it sounded like something that would have played during the uh the same place where DJ Bobaro was music yep. played up at the at the start with the uh, award ceremony. Totally. That's fascinating. Yeah. All right. We have the special, or we have all the special thanks. I don't know if you guys want to talk about any of these. Do you guys care? I still haven't looked at that. <laughs> yeah. Downey Studios. What's it? So that's him. Is that him? I it's assume? not. That's no, what it's he, not. That's what he calls But we can talk about it. I don't, hotel room. I mean, I don't need to. It's, it's not him. I don't. It's uh, from the town of Downey. Oh, okay. Oh. And it has since closed. Downey. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the special thanks, you know, Department of Defense, the different bases, uh, the different, uh, the the legal team, uh, the studios that they filmed out, uh, the Bureau of Land Management, the different cities, city of Long Beach, uh, Downey Studios, which is a studio they filmed at, which has since closed down. Plot Inc. and Zero Engineering are both uh, involved in the motorcycle uh, work that for the motorcycles that we see. Oh. Um, Gentle Giant Studios, they did some scanning equipment that I imagine filled Tony's space. Mm. After Six is the company that I'm, they do gowns, so I'm assuming they did Pepper's gown. Um, we, of course, have Caesar's Palace where they filmed that, as Pete said, uh, MIT, and the Boeing Company for providing some uh, some gear and stuff. 
And then, uh, then of course, thanks, uh, you know, to the various usages like New York Post, uh, Rolling Stone, a lot of stuff by Getty Images and Corbis, some stock images. And uh, I do like seeing the poster from First Blood appears courtesy of Studio Canal Image, hmm. which is in here. That's uh, a the Russian poster, Tommy, for First Blood appeared in the terrorist's cave in Afghanistan. Oh, really? Oh, that's funny. I, I totally missed that. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's a really funky looking poster. You wouldn't recognize it as First Blood, uh, but it's interesting. It makes sense that it's uh, the Russian version. Yeah, because, uh, you know, Russia had had controlled Afghanistan for a while. That's cool. And they credited Tucker. They did the still from Tucker because they pulled oh, uh, for Jeff, Jeff Bridges, Bridges from that for one of his photos. <laughs> I bet it was one of those awkward, uh, for me, awkward photoshops in the beginning. Right. That's um, exactly where it is. Yep. Is it of all the newsreel like footage and stuff? Yep. Yeah. Yep. We're still not good at that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, can I tell you a story about that? Sure. Um, so, in, oh no! Uh, did you make that one? I'm so sorry. <laughs> so I, I that was mine. Oh no! I, uh, did put that together. No, but I will say for um, so a film came through town here called uh, The Savages, which I uh, I think is a really great film. I I liked it quite a bit. Not um, the I, Oliver Stone. No, that's just Savages. Oh, okay. This is The Savages. Um, this is the film with uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman and Laura Linney, uh, directed by Tamara Jenkins. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, they they filmed the early portion of this uh, in in uh, Arizona because uh, it takes place. Uh, her, they come to get their father. Basically, he's uh, he's ill, and they. Uh, I the remember two kids, about they come this movie. To get, That's right. right. They yes. come to get their dad from Sun City, where he is. Um, you know. Uh, elderly and slipping into dementia, and uh, they uh, then they go back and uh, back to New York, where the bulk of the movie takes place. Okay, they, uh, they so they were, and this was the last part of the filming of the Savages was here, and and it was fun. It was a, a whirlwind because the project was going over budget, and there was just a lot of craziness, and we had all the stuff with the father in the nursing home and um, them renting their car and dealing with all that sort of stuff. But we did also, the art department needed a photo in the dad's room in his, uh, um, in this, in the funeral, in the, not the funeral home, in the nursing home yeah. um, of him and his wife. And this is what happens on these independent films sometimes. It was a frantic panic because they, they didn't have this photo. And so it was like the production office staff, like me and other people, trying to frantically put this thing together as best we could because some of us had Photoshop experience. Yeah. Trying to make it. And it it's not a great example of, <laughs> yeah. of uh, photoshopping people together into a picture. But it's what happens sometimes because it's this frantic panic of trying to get it done for the movie. It's not even the right department making it. <laughs> That's interesting because it feels like every movie, no matter what budget, is going <laughs> yeah. through that exact same panic on the day. I mean, yes. we did. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's I'm just always surprised. Because it's not fooling anyone. Everyone, it takes, I would just feel like it everyone, takes everyone out of the movie when that happens. But yeah, I'm just, I'm surprised. I mean, you you should have enough foresight, I would think, to be able to get two people in a room. 
Well, and it's it's tricky because obviously there's the getting two people in a room to get the photos, but then there's, you know, what is it going to do to uh, to make that photo if they are at a different age? Like you're compositing Absolutely, a young sure. Robert Downey Jr. photo with, a, you know, a Jeff Bridges when he was supposed to have hair show photo or something, yeah, you know? Yeah, it's a good point. So it, it gets tricky, so... But yeah, if you have the film, or if you have the actors and it's just a photo and it doesn't matter if their age, it's not like when they were kids. Yes. Make sure you schedule that ahead of time. <laughs> it really does help. <laughs> That's what I'm surprised by is the amount of it's just the family at a park. And there was a yeah. scene in a park. <laughs> like right. you just like, right. just, you, yeah, during like lunch break, during something, during a turnaround, have a set photographer there. That's just, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I'm sure I like that I talk about like I know what's going on and all these things, but it, it, <laughs> I think it's something that is just overlooked. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But it's actually super important. Okay. My last note that I had is we get the credit in this minute for uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s suits by David August. Ooh, they're good looking suits. DavidAugustInc.com. If you're interested in getting suits like Tony's, uh, you can get your custom suits made there. Uh, according to their Q&A, question, how much does a David August custom suit cost? Answer, we've found that one of our finely crafted suits probably costs as much as a typical off-the-rack suit that you've been wearing from a luxury heritage brand. The amount of handwork in the garment and the quality of fabric really determine the expense of a suit. Our beautiful core collection suits typically start around $2,800 yeah. and go up from there. On average, our finer quality suits will run $5,000 and above. <laughs> the short answer is that's of saying, if you have to ask, it's not for you. <laughs> if you have to ask, you can't afford it. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. And here's, here's what I love so much. I, of course, as you read that, I immediately clicked, let's get started on the website. <laughs> and it doesn't take you to any place where you submit your measurements. No, it just is like name, email, phone number, message. But the picture is this <laughs> bespoke gentleman with his leather case, and he's wearing clearly a David August suit. But it looks like, weirdly, he's wearing jeans with it, which feels Interesting. slightly out of place. And he uh, he's standing brand. next to a wet bar with all the drinks on it, and it looks exactly like what could have been Tony's like traveling wet bar case. Oh. <laughs> and he's got an airplane behind him, so it's it feels very much like uh, like this is the place Tony Stark would get his suit. Of course, <laughs> that's of perfect. Course. <laughs> and they're responsible for the production design of the movie. I could. I'm going to. Sh I'm right now. Oh, Tommy, you should shop here. You can get in their luxury casual shirts line the mercerized cotton pl polos. What is a mercerized polo? I want. Five. <gasps> One of them, <laughs> these don't even have sleeves on them and they're $295. I am out of my league. You have to buy the sleeves separately? Apparently. <laughs> this mercerized is a lot. <laughs> That's an interesting way to have to buy clothing. Piece by piece. <laughs> yes. you know, each sleeve. You know, when it's bespoke, yeah, you have to you buy the collar and the right. yeah. <laughs> My shirts are all hanging open because I have like the buttons on layaway. <laughs> well, we're hitting the end of the minute. We got uh, our sound credits and everything for our sound systems and the, uh, I, I believe, SDDS, which is sadly gone, but uh, it still is there back at this particular point in time. Oh, other than that, I don't have anything else. Uh, Tommy, 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 Tommy. Yes. You made it through the credits with us. I really did it one minute at a time. And it was an absolute <laughs> pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. 
I do not. Be- I do not belong here. <laughs> uh, if if asked, I will deny that I was ever here. But as long as this hasn't been recorded in any way, I I've had a great time. Well, don't worry. No one will ever hear this. Perfect. <laughs> you are set. Uh, you know, but I am glad that you did rewatch Iron Man and that you found that it was something that you mostly enjoyed. Yes. When, except for it got to the end and those big metal things were fighting each other. But right. other than that, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Thank you. No, and it was nice to have a reason to rewatch an earlier one. Uh, when and it's and it, it is there is something thrilling about watching a vision come to life now that we know so many years later what a monumental vision and success it was. It's pretty yeah. exciting to watch it of just like a bunch of kids sort of putting on a show, granted a multi-million, hundreds of million dollars show, <laughs> but still it was, this was, they were calling it an experiment. And I mean, what an experiment it turned out to be. So it was cool. Thank you. Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, um, uh, Pete, any last words uh, as we uh, kind of wrap up the credits before we, uh, I mean, we've got one more minute, one more minute to discuss uh, next week as we look at the uh, post-credit sequence. Well, I'm, I'm doing everything I can to avoid openly weeping uh, that we're coming to an end of season one. So I will, I will restrain. Uh, but uh, I, I do, I, as much as we've laughed about all these, these credits at the, the number, I mean, it's just, it is a, it seems like as we talk about it, an insurmountable, uh, uh, like feat yes. that they are able to make a movie with all of this invention in it. And I, I am, uh, I think it's just an amazing amount of work. And to all the Pete's and the Tommies and the Andy's who were on this project, uh, tip of the hat to you. For everyone else, I'm glad that that the army of Pete's, Andy's, and Tommies were able to lead the way uh, to this fantastic production because uh, they've led you to the accolades that you are so uh, deeply deserving of. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's, I mean, all joking aside though, a lot of people give a lot of guff to these studios that run these, um, these machines that crank these movies out and everything. But I mean, we were just looking at, at, you know, five minutes of credits plus the credits that we had, um, last week. And I mean, 1700 some names, 1700 some people working hard to make this, uh, infusing it with their creativity and their energy and uh, just, you know, their sweat, blood and tears to actually bring something really interesting to life. So say what you will about the corporate monsters that are running all of this. It is still about the people. And I think that's what this story does so well is it it shows us with this corporate, um, uh, you know, head. Tony Stark, who really kind of becomes this uh, this uh, superhero. I think it's a really interesting way to start this franchise, and it's uh, exciting to have gone through it. I, absolutely. I, I, it's just thrilling. All right. Well, Tommy, tell everybody one last time where they can uh, find more about your podcasts online. Sure. I'm on a podcast with Pete the very same Pete that's in this sound room uh, called What's That Smell? I'm on a podcast with both of you guys called The Next Reel. I'm a part of the Gang of Thugs, the film board. And I'm surprised neither of you have brought it up because I know you're very excited about it. But all three of us are going to be starting a podcast next week. It's called The Iron Man Movie Minute. Uh, We're going to be going backwards from the very end of the credits of Iron Man (laughs) all the way to the very beginning. It's going to be five podcasts per minute. And I think there should get some really good insight about it. This is also the joke of diminishing returns. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
Oh, but uh, everybody should uh, should check out What's That Smell, though. Forget about this new one that Tommy's pushing. But <laughs> What's That Smell is the real one, yeah. <laughs> it is It is well worth checking out. Yes, uh, What What's That Smell is a podcast that Pete uh, invented and pitched me on. We are both co-hosts on it, although co-host is in quotes because he does all the actual work. <laughs> and it is one of my most favorite things to be a part of in a long time. So I'm honored and really happy to be a part of it. So thank you guys for listening. If you ever wonder if you have, uh, if you're the only person who has a particular phobia or fear or or uh, unwarranted, uh, you know, crazy thought about something, it's the show for you. It's definitely <laughs> worth checking out because they they go through them, and it turns out that uh, that a lot of people have these sorts of things. It's it's fantastic. Check it out. Thank you, Andy. Count me as a fan. That's it for today's show, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to the show for free at marvelmovieminute.com. Join us over in our Discord chat room and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Next Reel. And if you like what we do and you want to support us and get some cool stuff, become a patron over at thenextreel.com slash Patreon. Until next time, true believers. My other option was um, starting a new podcast called The Battlefield Earth Nothing where we all separately watch <laughs> Battlefield Earth, don't record anything, and just sort of feel bad about it. <laughs> Would that have been better? <laughs>